This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, by with you again. And I've got Sean Priest with me here. Hello, Sean Priest. Hey! Hello, Stephen Scott. How are you? Well, I tell you one thing, your microphone works this week, which is good news. My ears have been blown <laughs> off. You're going to tell me it's too loud now, it's aren't you? It's ridiculous. <sighs> you know, what, what is it in our lives, right? Everything speaks. I cannot get this phone to stop talking today. No matter how hard I try, triple, no, double tap three fingers. There's yes. nothing to silence that. It's just really what, acting up on the iPhone. What phone is it? Oh, it's the okay. iPhone. It's the iPhone. That's it's not okay. a beta. It's not running beta. All One right. of the few things in here that are running betas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I tell you, I've had such a nightmare week with this because, you know, I, I got my Mac uh, Book Air with the M1 and I decided to put Mac OS 12 beta on it to try it. Yes. Nothing but trouble. Honestly, nothing but trouble. Um, so, yeah, I'm not entirely impressed. And the reason, it's, not, it's actually nothing to do with the beta. I should point this out. Nothing to do with the beta at all. It's all to do with the, um, when you refresh the computer and you've got the activation lock attached to the computer... You can't. It, yes. does, it just doesn't seem to let you reset the thing properly at all. It's a complete nightmare. Let me go. No, it always wants. I know who you are. It's always a bit disconcerting because it says your Apple ID. Just give me your password. It's like I thought I wiped this computer. How does it know who I am? Exactly. Uh, but activation lock seems to hold on. And then today, or actually yesterday, I managed to get the activation lock off. And then when I did the reset again, it said, "Okay, you know, just that's you. You're fine. You can carry on." Well, thanks. That's nice of you to <laughs> allow me to continue resetting my own machine. How kind security, of security, security. Apple knows what's best. Just go with it. Yeah, well, that's supposedly true. Um, and I will say this is kind of where we're going with Windows as well. We're going to talk a bit about Windows 11 today because um, lots of questions coming in. I was tweeting out this week that I put the beta on my um, Samsung Galaxy Pro Book thing. That, what is it called? Well, Galaxy well Book done. Pro? That what it's that's called? the one. Um, 360, I think. 360. Oh, yeah, that means you can you can break the screen off. No, you can't. Yes. Um, you can... Uh, well, you can. ...twist the screen, yeah. I love doing that. I was doing that. I was showing my wife. I said, oh, do you like this? And she said, oh, that's a nice, nice laptop. And I said, go on, snap the screen. Go on, do it. And she's like, why would I want to do that? I said, just do it. And uh, so she, she did and then realised, of course, she couldn't break it. So it was a moment of hilarity. But she actually tried it. She, wow. was, well, she, she kind of pushed the screen back nervously and uh, well, I, I sort of made the sound and went, no, I'm only kidding, it's fine, it's fine. It's meant to do you are, that. You are a, a terrible person. man. But why would anybody want to use a laptop in that format? I just don't understand why someone would want like the tent look. Can you, well, watching Netflix and media, I suppose, consuming content. And yeah. also there's always that argument for, you know, if you're doing a presentation, I, I don't know. It, it's nice to have. Why not? It's the whole, how about a touchscreen on a laptop or even a computer? Mm. Does anyone actually use it? Well, I don't know. Uh, listen, we haven't mentioned the man himself, but yeah, Mark Afalalalalalo isn't here. Oh, there, that one. Oh, I, I, I didn't notice. <laughs> Do you know what? Of course I did. I'm missing him already. He, well, here's the thing. That's showbiz for you, right? You're not here for five minutes. You're exactly. gone. It's like Mark who? Don't know. Don't know that guy. Uh, no, he's not here this week. He's taking the kids to the dentist. Or the orthodontist, he said. Is the orthodontist the same as the dentist? Oh, it's got to be. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Orthodontist. It sounds weird. I don't even know what the difference is. I, I, no, because there is I have, no difference. I haven't been to one in so many years. That was for a time. I managed to sort of brush up for the for the on air, but that's kind of it. Um, never smile, Stephen. Never oh no, smile. no, I don't do I don't do smiling um, for many reasons, but but that's definitely <laughs> one of them. Uh, listen, we got an email in from Greg in Pennsylvania. Hi, Greg. Hi, Hello, Greg. Greg. Um, he was asking uh, about monitors, or he was actually commenting on our conversation on monitors last week. We were a bit nervous about this one, weren't we? Because we're thinking, hang on, this is a show for blind people, and you know we're yeah. talking about monitors. Uh, it's a bit weird, but. Look, at the end of the day, not all of us have got no vision at all. 
And some of us have got some level of vision, and that means that we do use our monitors. I, I'll be honest, right? This is cards on the table time. I really shouldn't probably be spending the money I spend on monitors because my eyes just get sore all the time. Yeah. But when no, you've, absolutely. But when you've got the bit of vision, you kind of want to use it, you know? Well, of course you do, because it's but, there. Yeah. If it helps you get something done, right? I've got the luxury of being able to, okay, that button's not working or it's just saying button, it's unlabeled. I can zoom in. Now, mm-hmm. I've got to zoom in a long way, but I can zoom in and I can get around that. Um, so why wouldn't you use that? Of course. Well, I, 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 it always feels like I've got to justify, yes. well, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a blind man, but hey, I'm using my monitor. Yes, I, I do. I do. Is that us, though? Is that us? Because I I must admit, I don't get many people asking this question to me, but I tend to feel the need to explain it to them. You know, it's like, I don't even know if anyone actually cares or whether I'm just, it's me that just feels somehow guilty for using my eyes. I'm not faking it. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Because I think that's it. I grew up in a world where it was a kind of an on-off situation. You can either see something, as in everything, or nothing. And, of course, visual impairment isn't like that. It's like, you know, people talk about autism. And I think people understand autism on a spectrum pretty well. They understand how that works and how some people can have, you know, a very, very small amount, essentially, of autism, you know, just a very small uh, part of their lives to, to, you know, full-blown, it's it's taken over my life. People get that, whereas they don't seem to get it with visual impairment. And not all you can do about that, frankly, other than just keep talking about it and saying that that's the case, that there there is a spectrum that we're all on. Um... But Greg mentions this, uh, and he says he has advanced RP, same as you, uh, retinitis pigmentosa. And he says the only monitor I can see anything useful on is an old SVGA CRT monitor. Remember the big, big, big monitors with the big tubes? Of course you do, right? You're ancient. Um, Yes. So, (laughs) sorry. Mark, come back. (laughs) (laughs) We think it any better if he was here. Um, But yeah. Uh, CRT monitors. Now, I read about this. I read these were making a bit of a comeback. Gamers are apparently For loving gamers, them. gamers, yes, that's right, because of the refresh rate. Uh, 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 the LCD screens or the um, thin screens are, are fine, um, but there is that refresh aspect, and you can get ghosting because the image stays there and then it refreshes you know, five milliseconds or one millisecond later, whereas CRT, you get less of that ghosting, apparently. I'm not entirely sure why that is, because I always remember, you know, on TV programmes or when a, a, an old CRT was filmed, you would see that flicker. Mm. You know, on a, on a, but you don't see that if you film uh, uh, today's monitors. So, yeah, but I, I know they are they are very popular amongst gamers. I remember when plasma TVs came out. Oh, red hot! Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you could surface fry an egg of the on sun on them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And remember, you could only carry them a certain way. If you like, I think if you laid them down, they, that was it. They were the liquid would were spill out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the thing about those was I, I couldn't look at them. To me, it was the flicker actually made me nauseous. So I could yeah. never look at a plasma screen. So I, I remember visiting a friend and he said, oh, look at my new beautiful TV. And I think, how can you look at that? Yeah. And I it must have just been my eye condition that must have just moved the nystagmus. It must have been moving and almost moving out of sync with the with the image on the screen, which made it really difficult to see. I was thought, shake I'd... your head really fast. Yeah, because sort of I, I could never nystagmus. see it. I could never see it properly. And I thought, I don't know how anybody would buy this. Um, because the picture just looks terrible to me. But, of course, to, to most other people, it was fine. Um, but Greg goes on, he says, I also have a CRTV I keep watching sports on. He says, I can't see the ball, but I can sort of see the players running around the field and, and I sync the TV broadcast to the radio. And this is what we do, isn't it? This is exactly what we do. We just well, make it work a for us. Reader. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I can see there's something on, the sc- on my phone. I can see blobs where the icons are. I can't read anything or see what they actually are clearly. But I know there's something there. So with the screen reader, I can put my finger on it and you know it'll tell me what it is. So I do use it in conjunction with... Now, there's an argument that, well, turn your screen curtain on because what's that visual aspect giving you? But in some cases, it can be helpful. So why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's a good email, Greg. I, I honestly... I don't know the technical reason why CRTs are sometimes better. Now, sorry if you had a little ping in the background there. That was me getting a calendar invite for something. It's 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 like whack-a-mole doing this show times because you've got <laughs> all these things that talk. You've got, you know, notifications. You've got a silence. Do not disturb on the Mac is probably the best feature in the world, but you do have to remember to turn it on. Yes. <laughs> that's the one downside. That's the thing. <laughs> you have to remember to turn it on. Uh, but Greg goes on, he says, I'm not sure why I can see images in a CRT but not a flat screen. 
But that's got to be specific to you, Greg, I think, or your eyesight. I mean, what about you, Sean? Have you, have you tried a CRT recently? Because this oh, might be something no. for you. Yes, that's it. I'm going on eBay right away and get a CRT. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it could be a thing. Look, I, I did try that that new monitor, the BenQ monitor recently, because yeah. of that reason. The monitor I have in front of me right now, a Samsung, um, it just looks grey. Anything I look at, it just looks grey. The contrast is not enough for me. Um, so that's the reason I tried another one. And I admittedly the other one didn't work out for me either but that's not to say that you know different displays there are different ratios of contrast and brightness and gamma and saturation and sharpness and depending on your eye condition you may find one that works better for you so there's no harm in trying these things at all no definitely not well um certainly worth checking out um also greg wants to uh, congratulate you on a great feature last week what was it you did again <laughs> I did the checking your tech specs for Windows 11. Oh, that yes. was the, the rushed right. one I did because they suddenly took away the PC health checker tool. Uh, Microsoft took that away. I did a piece on that and then had to totally redo it. So, Well, yes. it was brilliant. People loved Thank it. They're cheering. Thank you, Greg. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, they're absolutely oh, well, they were thank cheering. You. Thank you. Stop it. Don't you just love the fake audience? I love it. I've, I've also got a new one for you, by the way. So if you ever say something unfunny, I've got this one for you. That's very good. Oh, no. <laughs> Keep that one at hand. That is going to be used a lot, I fear, on this programme. Uh, look, stick around because we've got lots more to talk about on the show. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Windows 11, and we're going to be getting a special guest on next to tell us all about his thoughts from the low vision perspective. Later, I'll get into uh, Windows 11 from a blindness perspective. All that to come on uh, Double Tap Canada this week. If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Mark Aflalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash Double Tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. Yeah, can, can we get someone on to change that? Because that's just, that really irritates me. Uh, Sean Priest with me, Stephen Scott today. I, I came up with that line as well. It's irritating me. Well, you'll have to come up with a new one. Should we brainstorm it? This is not a safe space. Okay. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. That, that's the slogan, is it? <laughs> or is, are you just telling me? I know that. I'm telling you that, but it's also the slogan. I think that's a good one. I like that as well. This is not a safe space. You'd want a really deep voice to do that, not okay. like me. Uh, we'll, anyway. ask, we'll ask the lovely lady if she can do a deep voice there. This is not a safe space. No, that sounds creepy. I don't like that at all. I see blind people. <laughs> we'll work on it. Got a focus group that one, I think. In fact, let's not bother. We'll, we'll end up out of a job. Never going to the focus group with that one. Bad idea. Bad idea. Uh, yeah. uh, so let's talk Windows 11 because uh, last week we kind of touched on it a bit, but I wanted to really dig into it a bit this week. And I did. I did my homework this week, Sean Priest. I am so impressed. You are the beta king. I, yeah. Hang on. Is that is that a compliment? I'm just trying to think that one out. Beta. I don't know. I'm not sure if I want to say it again in case I get myself in trouble. I was worried as I said yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I was thinking, what is that? <laughs> Is that short for something? What is that? No, it's fine. Okay, right, right. The lawyers have cleared it. That's fine. Um, well, I, we want to talk about Windows 11 from both sides, I think, of, of low vision and blindness. So later, I'm going to do a, a bit of a demonstration from uh, myself using it with JAWS. And I'll explain why I'm not using the Rater a bit later. Okay, so we'll get into all that. Um, but first, I want to introduce a guest to the show. This is a guy who knows all about this as well. He's a tech trainer in the UK. Uh, his name is uh, Phil McIntyre, and he's from techability.org.uk, uh, a fantastic organisation that really hopes to help blind and partially sighted people, particularly in further education, getting into college and university and all that. Well, Phil's here now to talk about Windows 11 from his perspective as a trainer and also from the low vision perspective. Phil, great to have you here. 
Great, it's great to be here. Um, be uh, virtually, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. You're you're uh, allowed to be inducted in. This is it. We're bringing your friends through from the UK out to Canada. You see, it's like some you know a tunnel we've got between uh, here and there, which is absolutely brilliant. We're tunneling in the experts. Great. Um, I've been in a portal before. It's, it's actually quite nice in here, isn't it? It's quite pleasant. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, look, let's talk about Windows 11 because that's the thing uh, for me this week. I really wanted to dig into, and then I spotted your blog on Twitter, and I thought, right, I've got to get this guy on the show because I need to know about this from a visual aspect and I'm really glad you've talked about it. Now when I say from a visual aspect, I mean I know that a lot of people are talking about and a lot of reviewers are talking about how Windows 11 is very much all about the looks and things have changed. Things, you know, some people say it's just a new skin on Windows 10, you know, they've and they've centered the start menu and whatever, right? That's all <laughs> visual stuff and that's one part of it. But what about accessibility in visual terms? Because, you know, I'm talking about, and I will be talking today about this from the, the, the blind perspective, from my point of view, using something like Narrator uh, or JAWS or NVDA. But what about low vision? So you've been digging into it. Tell us what you found. Well, um, my main take on this, Stephen, is really that um, what I wanted to check out with Windows 11 is the um, way in which the accessibility menus arranged because in Windows 10 it's a bit of a mess and if you need to get to various accessibility settings it's like a you know you go down a certain road and then you have to take a shoot off somewhere else and you end up in a little town that you didn't know existed yeah. um, and then you've got to try and find your way back and I train people in this sort of thing and built-in accessibility options and sometimes it can be hard to get that across to somebody to well you need seven clicks to get to this thing that you didn't even know existed well that's so there was the a point, lot of promise right? yeah. yeah there was a lot of promise in um windows 11 that they said we've sorted out the accessibility we've put it all in one place and you won't have to go out into different towns and villages you will be in the one conurbation if we can stretch that analogy um we're, we're so, stretching it pretty far but yeah go ahead. yeah 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 i'll stop i'll stop that now, I'll stop that now. Um, but when you visually when you get into the the settings the first thing that did disappoint me um from a access perspective is you're into the settings and uh, the text is quite small which obviously can be adapted if you're using different screen settings but it's some of it's got a kind of that gray text on a white background and it's mm. not terribly inclusive so they're not starting with the best and again it should be said that this is advanced copy they're not releasing until uh, just before christmas i think um so it it all could be adapted and i've everything that i talk about today i've given them feedback through their channels um to say i don't think this is good enough um but so that was slightly disappointing but hopefully that can be fixed um uh, it's just i don't what i don't want people to do is end up somewhere looking for accessibility and not be able to access the accessibility to change the setting to something so that they can see it you know well that's that's the irony of it isn't it that if you can't even see what you're trying to to get to um yeah. you've called this accessibility of accessibility in your article which i think is brilliant you know that's kind of essentially what we're talking about here it's, it's the it's the way of getting from where you want to be to where you need to be um and that's that's clear to me that the, you know clearly at the moment it's not perfect from what you're saying maybe that will change hopefully it will um you're feeding back, though. That's the key. You know, you're you yep. feeding this back, which is good. Uh, can I just mention as well, the win the Windows and U key shortcut, um, is that new or has that always been there? Because I've never heard of that before. You mentioned it in the article, and this is the way you can get to accessibility settings quickly. Is that right? Yeah. Um, it's it's there in Windows 7. It's been there for oh, wow. a good few years, but not. I kind of discovered it by accident maybe three years ago or so um i didn't know that was a thing no no when i found it but what um is different between the um windows 10 and windows um did i say windows 7 earlier then you did 
I did. I meant Windows 10. Sorry. It's well, been you a know, thing I'm glad you said that because I was thinking, if I haven't known about this since Windows 7. Yeah, no, sorry. I just replayed it in my head. <laughs> too many okay. numbers. No, too that's, many numbers. Yeah, exactly. There's too many numbers. Okay, yeah. so it was in so Windows it's in 10. Windows, it's definitely Windows 10 because yeah. I've used it lots. And let's um, be fair, Windows 7 accessibility was, you know. Yeah, well, what happened, though, the trouble was with the Windows 10 accessibility is they'd put, if you pressed Windows U, it took you to this accessibility menu, which was quite user-friendly, um, but it was a bolt-on on the front of the old ease of access center. Mm. And all it did was give you a few nicer to use menus. Um, but so for the, one of the things I tell people a lot is about the mouse settings. So making a mouse pointer bigger, so it's easier to see. Why it's small and white in the first place, I don't know, but never mind. Um, and changing the mouse speed if you use a rollerball, all that kind of stuff. And so if you did Windows U in Windows 10, it takes you to a nice menu where you can change some of those settings, but not all of them. And if you wanted to um, change the um, things like the double click speed, you had to click another menu and then another menu and go down that tunnel. Yeah, it was all over the place. Um, all over the place. So Windows 11 getting the numbers right, they have rationalized all that. And so when you hit Windows U, it takes you to what's now called accessibility, which is a much better term, I think, than that horrible ease of access. Yeah, setting. I hated that. In no sense. And all of those settings are, are in the one place. So changing your text size, um, the high contrast, mouse pointer, keyboard settings, magnifier, it, it's all in a one one menu. So if you navigate um, visually, and I would assume also if you um, navigate with a screen reader, it's much more straightforward. But I will leave the screen reader judgment up to you. Okay. Um, but um, and I didn't find many issues with it. Uh, there, there's one tweak where in some of the mouse settings, it took me to one of those horrible pop-up menus which shouldn't be there. But again, hopefully they'll fix they'll fix that. So overall, I'm I'm quite pleased with it. Apart from the grey text, um, mm. they have thought about it and they've gone. What we need is all this stuff to be in one place, and it needs to be easy. And the um, providing this continues and and people start using Windows 11 later in the year, my training can now hopefully consist of here's the setting that you need hit Windows and U, and then use the search commands to just find it, because sometimes that's the easiest way. Um, if you know what you're looking for, if you know you want to change a keyboard setting, then there's a search bar in the accessibility which searches um, all the settings. Well, that and that, if I'm honest, is probably the way that most screen reader users would do that as well. I mean, that, you know, for example, when I want to open a program, I'm just hitting the Windows key typing in Outlook or Teams and, you know, just hitting enter and I'm in. Um, and that's the way that I would do it, I guess, with this as well. And I will try this out shortly. That's the way to do it as far as I'm concerned. Can I also just uh, mention as well, because you, you talked about feedback and, you know, giving feedback is important. Uh, tell us how easy that is to do on uh, a Windows PC. So when, when you're anywhere um, in your Windows PC, if you hold down the Windows key and press F for feedback... Um, I'm just doing that now to just double check it works. Yes, um, it takes you to the Microsoft Feedback Hub and then you can raise any issue. Um, now, what's best to do is if you're on in the place where you've got the issue and then you hit Windows and F, there's a couple of extra features like it will automatically do a screen grab for you mm -hmm. to give them extra feedback. Um, and you can now, I just noticed the other day, do a a screen recording. So if it's an issue that someone was saying, oh, I, I have a process, but what happens is when I get to stage three, it stops. You can record that process with a kind of series of screen grabs. It'll do a little screen recording and it'll send that off. So to me, that's really useful because it's much easier to explain that way than it is in text sometimes absolutely i mean that's that's the um, best way to do it because it's so hard isn't it to say this is the problem and actually from a from a person of low vision or no vision that can be even more challenging because you're hoping that the people on the other end will understand mm -hmm. 
the screen reader behavior. And it could be the case that JAWS will behave differently to NVDA to narrator, as is often the case. The screen yeah, readers yeah. can behave differently. So it'd be kind of good to get to a point where we can just easily feed that back. So it's Windows key and F. Um, you know, Phil, it's been great having you on. Thank you so much for popping on and telling us about this. Uh, tell us, uh, people can find out more about your organization, TechAbility. Um, if I just go to TechAbility, which is T-E-C-H and then ability.org.uk. Um, and there's should be a pretty um, accessible website. But feedback's always accepted. Um, and yeah, that says what we do in, with regard to training and, and consultancy in the UK. Brilliant. Thanks a lot for coming on, Phil. Appreciate it. No problem at all. So lots to learn there about um, Windows 11 from the low vision side, Sean, which was interesting. I mean, I didn't know this Windows U command at all. That, that was a whole new one for me. It's funny, isn't it? I, you know, you can think, oh, yeah, I know my way around. And then someone says, have you tried pressing that? And you go, what? I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Windows U. I, I've got to say, I think it was in Windows 7 as well, because I used to use that when I was installing a copy of Windows. Mm. And when you get to the setup process at the beginning, uh, I used to always hit Windows U. I, I've got to say, I'm incredibly happy that they're now calling it accessibility instead of ease of use, because I find it really difficult to say ease of use. Ease it of sounds, access. Yeah, ease of access, which is just... Ease of access, yes. and But yeah, they, see, that's another thing. They give it different names, names depending on how you, you come at it. And Phil is absolutely right. They're, they're scattered all over. And it is a problem in Windows 10, and it has been since Windows 8 as well, that you know, you'll, you'll go to the Windows settings and then there's links underneath, uh, related links, you know, and you've got to go there and it will open control panel. The settings and the control panel, they're trying to get into one place now, but the, the Windows 10 settings are a bit of a nightmare. And I was hoping that, that, and it sounds like they have, to be fair, specifically when it comes to accessibility. It's a great idea to have them in one place. Well, we're going to do a proper run through next. So you're going to hear how it lays out. Um, I'm going to run through it with the screen reader Jaws. We'll do that next here on Double Tap. It's exciting to do a live demo. Oh, blimey. This could go horribly wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, stick around. We'll get into that. And uh, do keep your feedback coming. We love to hear your thoughts. Have you downloaded it? Have you braved the beta that is Windows 11? Not out for a few months yet, officially, uh, for public consumption, but developers can get their hands on it now, or you can get it through the Windows Insider program. Tell us uh, your thoughts and if you've downloaded it already, or maybe you want to comment or ask a question to us. We can try stuff out uh, for you for next week. Email feedback at ami.ca or call and leave a message, one 971 1999 1844-971-1999. Double Tap's back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now back to the show. Yeah, get in touch. Let us know your thoughts on what we're talking about this week. Uh, we're discussing Windows 11. We've talked about it from the low vision point of view. In a moment, I'm going to talk about it from uh, the blindness perspective. Sean Brice is still here. I think we just have to say it that way now. That's officially yeah, the way we do I it. I don't like don't like the is still here. Like that's a, you know, a disappointment. Yes, I am still here. Where do you expect me to go? It's, it's how I feel don't about my birthday. That. No, it's, it's how I feel about my birthday. People celebrating the fact I'm still breathing. And, you know, I think that's nice. It's really nice. Is it nice? I don't know. Um, <laughs> listen, on uh, Double Tap TV this week, you might have heard us uh, talk, Mark and I, about the iPad Pro Apple AirTags. I had Mark mm -hmm. talking about this with uh, Dave on Monday's show. And uh, he was talking about uh, AirTags and how he uh, slipped one of the ear tags into the back pocket of his kid's trousers so that he could follow his kid around. Um, I think <laughs> no, that's no, brilliant. No. So he could cheat at yeah, hide cheat, and seek. To cheat at hide and seek, which is even worse, I know. Absolutely <laughs> shameful behaviour. Although I kind of like it. Um, this week on Double Tap TV, uh, you can enjoy, uh, or I should say next week actually, uh, Google I.O. We're talking about Google I.O., um, which happened this year. You know, it was interesting. It was one of those events where there wasn't a huge amount of hardware to talk about. In fact, no hardware to talk about, <laughs> really. But still lots of interesting developments going on. And I think the biggest thing that's come out of it for us as blind people was that announcement on Samsung 
and Google working together on the new version of TalkBack, the screen reader, um, version 9.1, which I know, was who very interesting. It? I, still, you know, together. I, I still don't understand why that's happened and how... Who benefits from this? What we what we bet in front? I, I don't I don't understand the relationship because Samsung's screen reader was terrible, or at least it wasn't terrible. Okay, Ooh, I'll, hang on, I'll retract that. Hey, it wasn't terrible. It was just basic. It was even more basic than you would say Android was, and Android's not basic anymore. So it was, what it was what was being built in? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Trust me, it wasn't. It was not. It was. It had very few gestures. It had very few controls. Very little in terms of commands. Oof, so yeah. it didn't have a huge amount. It was very, it was early. Oof. It was early in its production. So I, I don't know what. Feedback at ami.ca and we tell Stephen he's wrong. Don't understand. Um, I'm also going to talk later about uh, something I'm receiving in the post tomorrow. <gasps> I'm very excited. I wanted to talk about it on the show today, but it's not going to be here in time. So um, I've decided we're going to talk about it next week. It's a pair of smart glasses. Oh, well, now then, I'm going uh, to pick you up straight away on that. No, I'm Are not talking you? about it just now. I'm going to talk about it later. Uh, oh, okay. Because I, right. I, well, I want to get back to Windows 11. I'm, I'm really eager to do this demo. Oh, but I wanted to pick... Okay. No, no. Keep it till we'll later. Wait. You'll forget. Right, I, I bet sh- any... See, the great thing is I can do this, and now you'll forget. <sighs> we'll see. Okay, carry on. Shall we uh, go through this from a, a, a blindness perspective? Shall I uh, fire up Windows 11 here? Let's do it. Okay, well, we're going to dive in then to uh, Windows 11 for you because I just want to give you a bit of an overview of what it's like, you know, what it feels like. I'm going to do this with JAWS uh, for no other reason than just because I've got it on here. Uh, You can run this with Narrator, and it's actually, I would say, just on my initial tests, it's a bit more responsive with Narrator uh, than it is with JAWS. I think there's still a bit of uh, work being done in the background. And obviously, this is all beta, right? This is all new. So we can't take too much away from this. There will be flaws. There will be problems. Um, just as long as we feed them back to Vespero and to Microsoft and get them resolved, that's the key. Um, well, we start off with the start menu. That's maybe a good place to start. It's a nice place to start, the start menu. So hit the Windows key, and let's see what we get now. Search box edit. So nothing's really changed. You're back into your search box, which I would tend to use. I would just type in Outlook or Teams, and I'd hit Return, and then I'd be into that app. But let's uh, let's tab around and see what's set uh, in here. Pinned list box, Microsoft Edge. Okay, so this is a list. Pinned recommended. Pinned list box, Spotify, third Instagram, Paint. Tw- okay, it seems to be a list. File Explorer, tw- tips, twenty one note. 21 of 27. So basically you've got selected apps now or selected areas or settings or whatever uh, in here that you can quickly get to uh, in your start menu. Very good visually, good for touch as well because they're all icons uh, rather than a list. So that's helpful for someone maybe with low vision. Um, but for a screen reader user, would you use that? I don't, I don't know. Uh, tab now, let's tab down to see what else there is here. All apps button. Okay, there's an all apps button, which would give you everything in a list. Recommended list box. Microsoft Teams recently added. One of six. Okay, so this is just like a a recently added or, you know, here's what you use most type thing. I'll tab on. Start list box. User account for Stephen Scott. One of two. Oh, one of two. Right, okay, so I'm going to write arrow on this. Power. Two of two. Ah, and there's where the power button is. It's funny, I couldn't find this button at the start. I couldn't find the power button at all. Uh, But there it is. And is that it? Search box. Yeah. Added. Okay. So that's the start menu, right? Nothing much in there, and it is a very visual difference on screen. The start menu is now centered, and all the icons that would have lived on the bottom left-hand side of the screen now live in the center. Do you care? I don't personally. Let's go around the status bar. Windows B notification Chevron button. System tray one drive notification Chevron system tray one dr- desktop Windows system volume state system power st- system clock button system notifications button. So the only one thing that's changed there as I'm moving around is I've noticed that there seems to be almost a status bar uh, and then you've got to tab into the next status bar. So what you're getting is all your notifications, all your programs that are running and apps in one area, and then you tab and then you're into the bit where the clock is and, and where your Wi-Fi is and your volume and all that. Kind of weird, but yeah, okay, fair enough. Maybe that'll change. Maybe it's just a disjointed thing, but um, that seems, uh, I guess, useful. Uh, now, Phil mentioned that new... Uh, well, he says new command. It, as he said himself, it came out in Windows 10. Um, this Windows U, which I didn't know. Escape. So I'm going to hit uh, Windows U. Windows U. Settings. Settings. Search box. Find a setting edit. 
Okay, so it's dropping me right into settings. Uh, now, apparently this has dropped me into accessibility. Let me tab around and see what's happened. Accessibility, oh, 9 of 11. Okay, so I'm in the uh, list and I've got uh, accessibility. What else is in this list? Gaming, time and language, accounts, okay, time right, and so language, gaming, accessibility, okay, 9 so of 11, accessibility that. button, list box, vision, text size, 1 of 8. Now, I'm not going to go through all of these, but uh, or at least into the detail of all of them. Uh, not much has changed, uh, in essence. What they've done here, really, is they've just brought the settings from across all the different parts of the system all into one accessibility area, which is really good news. It kicks off with vision right at the top. You can change text size in there. Um, visual effects. Visual effects as well. So, you know, for example, reducing motion, uh, things like that that really matter. Mouse pointer and touch. Making the mouse pointer larger. Text cursor, four of eight. Making the text cursor larger, brighter, different colour. Magnifier. Five of eight. Magnifier settings. Nothing much new in here, I'm afraid to say. Everything seems to be the same. Although that's not a bad thing. In fact, if anything else, it's an improvement. And there, you know, don't forget those reading settings that you have in Magnifier as well, which are absolutely brilliant. So as well as having the ability to magnify your screen, if you don't use a screen reader and you don't feel you need a screen reader, you can still have the benefit of text-to-speech. There's a play button that's actually on the Magnifier toolbar um, there's also uh, keyboard commands that you can use with that as well, and it will allow you to zoom in, but also have the ability to you know, read an email. Whatever, focus, whatever the cursor focus is, it'll start reading from. So if you open an email in Mail or an Outlook, it'll just start reading from there if you choose it to. Uh, okay, what else have we got in here? Color filters, six of eight. Okay, color filters, uh, something that's been coming in for a while. Contrast themes, seven of eight. Contrast themes, now we got a question about this actually. Um, who did we get in? I think it was Pi had asked a question on this one. Um, in the blog you linked to on Twitter, and uh, Microsoft mentioned about themes, new reimagined high contrast themes. I'd be very interested to hear about these. And also... Uh, TTS Voices, if there's anything new there. I'll also note uh, Mark Belcher's question about is Narrator uh, any better for people with no sight? Well, that's a that's an interesting question. Um, get to that one in a little minute. But yeah, on the contrast themes, let's jump in here and have a look and see what's... Uh, Enter. Back button. ...available. So still, bear in mind, we're still in beta mode, so things don't feel quite right yet. User profile, search box, accessibility, Chevron text block button. Now that it says accessibility, and funnily enough, it depends on what one what screen reader you're using. It will read it, or it won't. It's kind of weird. So anyway, I'll, I'll keep tabbing along. Theme preview, theme preview list box, aquatic, one of four. Aquatic is one of them. Desert, two of four. Now, from my understanding, I think that one might be a, a brighter theme. The problem is I can't tell you what the colours are or what these differences are. Dusk, three of four. Dusk. Night sky, four of four. Okay, I'll just Enter. hit night sky and see what happens. I, I have no idea what will happen here. It'll probably destroy my computer, and thank you if it does. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, if anything has happened, I've not noticed it. <laughs> so I don't know, nothing seems to have changed for me. Um, space. I'll hit enter. Enter. No, I'm trying space and enter. It's not doing anything. Maybe it's done it. I don't know. Press left alt plus left shift plus print screen to turn a contrast theme on and off combo box. Oh, so there's a shortcuts now to turn them on and off. That's good. Related settings. Themes. More button. Okay, so you've got more theme options in there as well. Don't forget there are general theme options. But yeah, that's that's a good few options. Right, I'll just do alt. Alt left arrow. Well, alt back left arrow and that will take us back to the, the previous list. User search accessibility. Accessibility button. List box. Vision. Visual effect, mouse pointer, and okay, text cursor, magnify, color filter, contrast, narrator, 8 of 8. There's narrator. Uh, anything new in there? Well, I can tell you, um, no, there's not. Um, there's nothing new really as yet. Uh, in fact, if you go into the narrator settings and you look under what's new, it's, it's just what came out last year. So nothing new as yet, but apparently more is to come. So people keep saying, but nobody actually explains what that is. Hearing, audio, There's one also two. hearing options. Captions, two of two. Captions is an option now. Interaction, speech, one uh, of four. For people who have difficulty with motor uh, issues or motor impairments, that these are these are settings for you. Keyboard, mouse. I control four of four. So lots of different things in there. So that's your settings area for accessibility. Everything's now built into one area. It's no longer called ease of access, which is kind of nice. Um, you just you don't have that hassle of trying to work out what it is. Because I find even searching for ease of access was a challenge at times. Uh, no longer the case, and uh, now all known as accessibility. Now, if I come out of that window, Alt F four list box taskbar 
to Let ask me go back to my questions because uh, some of you have been asking many questions about uh, this and, and uh, asking me to check various things. Uh, narrator, so has it got any better? Okay, well, tell you what, let's let's just turn on Narrator and see. So I'll just turn JAWS off just now, right? Hang on a second. JAWS context, me- exit, enter, leaving menus, quit JAWS dialogue, enter. Yeah, so let's turn that off and let's turn voice, uh, turn Narrator on. Starting narr- narrator head I didn't, one. I didn't nearly see voiceover. System, me- narrator, minimize, taskbar, pane. So listen to that, I mean... Search window, search box, edit, type here to search. I should apologise, my speed is, is pretty high here, but uh, I haven't had a chance to turn that one, uh, the speech, down a little bit. Um, but yeah, Ta- I mean... Task view window, desktops, desk, new desktop button. Oh yeah, that's something as well. Of course, we've got the new desktop options as well. I haven't dug into that. Um, I'm getting that by doing Windows tab. Taskbar, pane. Search window, search box, edit, type here to search. Start, start window, search, search box, pinned, Microsoft Edge, one of 27, Microsoft Store. No, tell you what, let's go into, just quickly, let's just jump into that. You, um, settings window, settings, search box, find a setting, edit, find a setting. So this is the accessibility area uh, under narrator. Accessibility, 9 of 11, level 1, selected. Breadcrumb bar item, 1 of 1. Okay, so two things I've noticed there. One is, in that list, it told me it, told me it was 9 of 11, and it said it was selected. JAWS didn't do that. That's helpful. Um, however, it does come up with a Chevron button. That is red on JAWS as accessibility. It's just saying Chevron button, so that clearly needs to be uh, fixed and labelled. Again, we feed back to Microsoft about that. Vision, text size, 1 of 8, level 2. Uh, 1 of 8, level 2, okay. Visual effects, 2 of 8, level 2. Mouse pointer and touch, text cursor, 4 of 8, level 2. So, you know, I'm getting a lot of information. I find the rater in some ways really... If I'm if I'm being brutally honest, I find it better to navigate the Windows operating system because you can get more granular with it more easily. I think if you're used to JAWS scan modes and stuff, it's fine. Um, but with Narrator, I tend to find it much easier because I can just use my Narrator key and just arrow left and right to get that granular level of detail, which I prefer. Um, so, you know, is Narrator better? I'd say on the whole it is. I think it is, actually. I think Narrator's a brilliant screen reader these days. I would certainly be uh, inclined to... Uh, to check it out. I know a lot of you are going to wonder about TTS. Um, Magnifier, color filter, contrast, narrator. So let's jump into narrator. Steven Scott, Steven Scott, me. Search yeah, box, yeah. accessibility, breadcrumb bar item, one of two, narrator, toggle switch, show all settings button. No, it says show all settings. It's not actually show all settings on this one. Uh, you have to go further down for the settings. Keyboard shortcut for narrator, narrator home, show That's all settings you need, you button, need, uh, space. Show all settings button, expand, open narrator home, open space, okay, narrator, narrator, narrator heading level one, quick start button, A, R, what's new? Button, get it. settings, button, customize narrator. Again, window. narrator, top, show all settings, keyboard shortcut for narrator, narrator home, show all, complete guide to narrator, narrator's voice, voice, Microsoft David desktop, English, okay, United tell States. What I'm going to slow this down a little bit for you. Add voices, speed, slider at 16, 15, 13, 11, 12. Add voices, voice, Microsoft David desktop, English. Okay, so let's just uh, Space. go in here. Mi- Microsoft Zero desktop. Voice. Microsoft Zero Desktop. So you're noticing English. already that nothing's changed. Microsoft David Desktop. Voice. There's David. Microsoft David. Mi- Microsoft Hazel Desktop. Voice. Microsoft Hazel Desktop. English. Mi- Microsoft Mark. English. Voice. Microsoft Mark. English. United. Mi- Microsoft Hazel. English. Voice. Microsoft Hazel. English. United. So these are the same voices essentially on repeat. Um, different versions for different purposes. Um, it seems there's desktop versions versus non-desktop versions. I'm not entirely sure what the differences are. But as you can hear, no major differences in terms of voice. But in terms of responsiveness, I think it's actually all right. Um, now, uh, another question we got in uh, from Tim. And I should say that Mark Belcher was the one who asked the question about narrator. Uh, has it got any better for people with no sight? I'd say overall it has. Um, Tim asks, can you try JAWS on it and see how it works? Well, you heard me talking about uh, JAWS. You heard me using JAWS on it. So clearly JAWS is already behaving fine, even on the beta version. Uh, some of you asking about Bluetooth. I'll tell you what, I'll jump into settings. So Control-E, I'm in the settings option or settings uh, window. So I'll do Control-E. Search box, find a setting, edit, find a... Let's do Bluetooth. Suggestions. Bluetooth and other devices settings. Okay, let's see in here. Toggle switch on. Add device button. Input MX Keys Mac. One, MX Keys Mac. Oh, I love my MX Keys Mac. On a Windows PC, it's great. Audio generic PNP monitor. One of three. Generic PNP monitor. Other devices. Jibra Evolve 265. One, USB 2.1 hub. Two of two. USB 2.1 hub. Overflow button. Device settings. Show notifications to connect using Swift Pair. Toggle switch on. Connect to supported Bluetooth devices quickly when they are closed by and in pairing mode. Oh, so there you go. So you can have uh, automatic uh, connection when you're in, in the vicinity. That's cool. Download over metered connections. Toggle switch off. Device software. Drivers. Info. And apps. For new devices will download when you're on metered internet connections. Data charges may apply. Sound. More. Button. 
Display, more, button, send or receive files via Bluetooth, open, more Bluetooth settings, open, button, space, Bluetooth settings dialog, allow Bluetooth devices to find this PC checkbox checked, or alert me when a new Bluetooth device okay, wants so to connect. these all seem like the old legacy settings, so nothing major changing there, although I think it, time will tell as to what the differences will be uh, with Bluetooth, Tim, because I, I think a lot of us are expecting some, some major improvements, especially the usage of headsets. I mean, I use a Jabra headset, which is... Yeah, you know, a great headset, but just seems to be, if I'm honest, not great um, when it's you know trying to use a screen reader at the same time. So lots of challenges, I, I guess, at the moment. But um, yeah, that's that's essentially it. I mean, there's obviously a huge amount of things I could go through. Those are the key things people have asked me to look at. Uh, if you have any further questions, do get in touch and let me know. Feedback at ami.ca, of course, is our forever email address. I am Tech Talker Steve on Twitter, and you can also find our show at Double Tap Canada as well. Um, but you know what? There's some really interesting stuff going on. Um, clearly under the hood, um, doesn't feel like very much of a difference, if I'm honest, when it comes to Windows 11. It just feels more like a new skin <laughs> as opposed to uh, you know, some kind of whole new operating system. I mean, that was perfectly done, Stephen. I'm impressed. There's a lot in there. That's the thing. There's so much in there. But is there? I mean, you well, know, I mean, as, in, as in the system to to show people if you're if you're unaware. But obviously, there doesn't seem to be that much in terms of new stuff to show. Um, I think just rearrangement. Think, yeah, but that's that's the thing, isn't it? I, I think that the the thing to take away from this is don't panic, don't worry. Just because you know it's got a new title, even if is it called Windows Eleven? Is that official? Yeah, I think. Oh it yeah, is, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So just because you know it's a new update it's a new major release it doesn't mean that accessibility is going to be broken and that's of course people are worried about that and, and rightfully so but i think that shows that actually to us it won't make much of a difference all, all the the major changes are under the hood like the, the, the bluetooth we will see how that works that's all about how those you know what bluetooth protocols when it comes to audio are going to be supported how well it's handled how the audio devices bluetooth audio devices are uh, now as one instead of splitting two okay that's your microphone that's your playback so uh, all that sort of thing i think we will see when the release comes and uh yeah i'm, I'm quite happy with it yeah, I'm really excited. I think that the new accessibility menu is brilliant and it's a lot easier yes. to navigate. Um, it feels, I have to be honest, it feels more Chrome than it does anything else. Yeah. A lot of people are comparing it to Mac OS uh, or even iOS in some ways because of the toggle switches and stuff. But actually, yeah. I think it's more like Chrome. Uh, and that's no bad thing because I like the way Chrome's laid out and it, it, it makes a lot of sense to me the way it's done. So... It feels almost like a web interface in some respect. Yes, you're absolutely right. And it has done, though, since Windows 8 or Windows 10, even. Mm -hmm. It still feels that it. way. Why is, why is it we still have these differences? Narrator, coming back to uh, Mark's question there, Narrator is perfectly usable now since whatever update it was when they did that major update to Narrator. Um, it's perfectly usable as a screen reader. But why is Narrator so much better for navigating around something like the Windows settings than NVDA or JAWS is. Well, I don't know if it is. I just think it... it I think if you know oh, JAWS scan is. mode, if you know JAWS scan mode, I think you can get through it fine because I have done it that way. And, yes, you know, using the, the, JAWS, the, the JAWS scan cursor is a lot easier. And it's the same thing, essentially. Yeah, exactly. And you can do with NVDA using, uh, I think, object navigation as well. You can get through it. But Narrator just seems to skip through it so easily. Whereas Jules and NVDA, you seem to need to work at it to get the information out. I, I, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I don't know. It just seems strange that we're still at this stage now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, stick around. I'm going to tell you quickly about uh, some fantastic new glasses that are coming my way that I am so excited about. Blind guy gets excited about glasses. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, find out why in a moment. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Now, back to the show. Oh, I love that music. Um, yes, that's our going home music. Let's take it on home. That's us. Uh, yeah, the final few moments of the show, just to say uh, that I've got a fantastic product coming my way. Uh, hopefully tomorrow, actually, I'm going to get this. Uh, this is from TCL, who've sent this out. Now, you might have heard the news at Mobile World Congress. We did mention it last week that uh, TCL... 
uh, are coming up with their own pair of smart glasses, which will give you an immense uh, or immense immersive 140-inch screen anywhere, anytime. That's what the marketing says. Um, these are not virtual reality, which I have to say there's a couple of immediate benefits I'm thinking about here. So my wife, for example, she has an artificial eye. So she only has the use of one eye, right? She's only has vision out of one eye. She hasn't been able to enjoy any virtual reality technology. But this doesn't require you to have it's essentially stereoscopic vision, right? So it doesn't matter to her. So this could be really cool, and it gives you that 140-inch screen in front of your face in a in a, what seems to be a fairly um, standard pair of glasses. What's also kind of cool, and I don't really understand how this works, this is why I'm so keen to try this, is it also has the ability for you to see through the display as well. It has a transparent display, which gives you privacy but a lot, so to watch whatever you want, but also see the world around you safely, which sounds kind of cool. I can't imagine I'm going to walk around, you know, watching Netflix on the move. Um, I think <laughs> that's... Know. No, I don't think that's a good idea. I think my mobility instructor might have something to say about that. Um but no, it seems pretty cool. And you know what I love is it, it's got a lovely design to it. There's a speakers in this as well, but you can also connect your own headphones. This is not a wireless device, I should point out. This does require you to be connected to a computer um, via USB-C or a phone um, or a tablet. Basically, if it's got USB-C out, you can you can do that. And well, you, yeah. can, you can get your own prescription glasses put into this as well if you need to. So I'm really excited to try these out. They're called the T TCL. Next wear G, which oh, uh, catchy, yeah. <laughs> and next is just NXT as well, isn't it? NXT, yeah, because that's the way the cool kids say it. That's cool. We're with the youth. I'm gonna pick you up. I haven't forgotten, they're not smart glasses, these are basically a monitor you can wear on your face. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Thank but, you. But, but there's I, well, I was reading into it, and there are apparently some smart functions in it. Oh, I take it all back. Although, although then it says in the same article that it, all the controls are are held by the device you're connected to. So yeah, it just it just feels like you've basically mm. got a monitor on your face. But I think you know, imagine using a computer, gaming. I'm thinking about my driving game. Is this the return of the driving game? Oh, oh I hope that's not. Be so much fun. <laughs> I can just strap two tellies to my face. That's what I've always wanted. <laughs> that's all I've ever wanted to do is just strap a TV to my face. We'll so, find out next see. week. All that and more coming up. Of course, do keep your feedback coming. Marco Flalo, hopefully back with us next week if he's not taking his kids somewhere else next week. I think he's yeah. just getting fed up with us, to be honest. I know. He's bored with us. Yeah. Come back, Mark. Yeah, he's getting fed up. Uh, stick around. Uh, we will, of course, be back with more of your comments and questions. If you want to uh, get in touch with those, send them into feedback. Email feedback at ami.ca or you can call one 971 1999 Leave us a message and let us know it's okay to use it on air and we will broadcast it next time on Double Tap Canada. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week. Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Bye. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.